Hey y'all, welcome to Couture Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Steele. I am so elated to have this guest on the Couture Conversations podcast today. She is the founder of Everly Candles, and I cannot even wait for her to share her story about everything that she's been doing up until this point. Supporting other female founders, you all know, is a true passion of mine. Without further ado, I would like to introduce Alejandra the founder. Welcome, welcome to Couture Conversations. Hi, Olivia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. One of the cool things that I love about this podcast is that hearing from male founders, because starting a company can be very intimidating at first. So Alejandra, what led you to push past the challenges of launching a company that really led you to be the incredible founder you are today. (laughs) You're so sweet. So before we started recording, you were mentioning that one of the reasons why you wanted to also start this podcast is to get over your own fear of speaking about yourself and your company. And I think like with anything, starting something can be really scary. And taking that first step is super daunting because you just don't know where it's going to lead in that uncertainty. So I would say really starting a company is getting over that first step. For me, and just to give a little bit of background on the company, so Everly is a waste-free candle company. We're on a mission to clean up the candle industry by diverting millions of vessels from landfills. Our main product is a candle refill that can be used to refill any empty candle container at home in under two minutes. So the fear and getting over that first step This sounds so cheesy, but my mom is my co-founder and my entire life, she's been encouraging me to try something on my own. And she said something long time ago and actually gave me this paperweight that I still have on my desk that says, what if I fail? And then the response to that is, but what if you fly? So I think you just never know until you take that first step, what's going to happen, whether it be in business or starting a podcast to your point, Olivia, or anything else in life. And something that really inspired me is just, I don't want to have any regrets in the future and look back and and ask myself, what if? So here we are today. I think that's incredible. The what if factor to drive you is something that's never going to go away. It's, It's an incredible reason why. So one of the things I love about learning about people is kind of what brought you here and your own unique story where you were maybe five, 10 years ago, before you launched your company, what were you doing that kind of led you to say, you know what, I don't care if I fail, because I care more. What if what if I don't try? Yeah, so I feel like since I was a little girl, I was entrepreneurial. I was really, I must have been around 10 years old when my parents gave me a little book that was about starting a little business. When you're young and within it, it was typical lemonade stand idea and baking idea and this and that. And I was interested in it. I never really did anything with it when I was a little girl. But fast forward to my university years, I worked throughout university and then I studied psychology and marketing. And when I graduated, I always worked in marketing roles across various industries. 
but I still had that little entrepreneurial fire within me. So while I was in university, I attempted to start a marketing agency very quickly to realize that I did not have enough marketing experience to start a marketing agency. That was back in the day. So I went back into the workforce and worked in marketing for a bunch of different companies. Fast forward, I'm in New York City. I'm working at two companies part-time, both in tech and marketing for both of those companies. And on the side, I worked with a friend of mine to start a crowdfunding platform that was for social causes. And through micro donations, we would raise money for those social causes. And that successfully went live on Android and iOS. So that's a, a big, you know, that was a big milestone for us. But as you know, in, in the startup ecosystem, it's it's very difficult to continue to raise money. So that startup unfortunately is not around. I had never left my job really to pursue any of my ideas. I always had a full-time job while I was pursuing these. So then fast forward, my most recent job before starting Everly was as the managing director for an e-commerce marketing agency that's a global agency. And I was in charge of the Toronto office. And we had clients, you know, we had a bunch of clients, for example, L'Oreal, David's Tea, Rudsack. Those are two, two of those brands are very well known in Canada. I'm not sure how well known they're in, they're in the US. And that role was, it was a great role for me. I feel like it was a very, it was an incredible experience to kind of step into this leadership role where, where I was almost like a mini CEO for the office here. I was in charge of growing the office 60% year over year, making sure that my team was happy and that we didn't have turnover and of course, client retention as well. And from there, I, I was just very, I was always a high performer in all of my roles. And I, I think I just feel like that little entrepreneurial fire within me never died. So the last entrepreneurial stint that I tried before leaving for Everly was before Everly, I had a an e-commerce site and I was a retailer selling sustainable items from sustainable brands. And this is why I'm still full-time as a managing director in this agency. And one of the biggest learnings from that experience, I really don't feel like my execution was the best, but one of the biggest learnings that I had from that experience was that candle sold really, really, really well. And so from there, I learned a lot from that project. Execution wasn't the best. I made a lot of mistakes, but I, I really feel that any successful entrepreneur has had a lot of previous experiences that maybe did not you know, succeed. A lot of people don't tend to talk about those experiences, but I want to be open about that because I think that you know, it's just the truth. You fall down, you you need to stand up again if you want to be successful. Basically, Everly is a pivot of everything that I've learned from previous businesses. And that's why I decided to focus on candles now for Everly and, and turn them into something that was sustainable and non-toxic. So once I started, I actually started making candles myself during the pandemic based on those learnings that I had from my previous company. And they started selling. They started selling to family and friends. And I started to get repeat customers. And that's when I kind of had the epiphany of this is not... This, there's something here in what I'm doing, which could eventually become my full-time job. And also, this is not a super sustainable thing that I'm doing because I keep selling people this net new candles and, this, and containers that they're likely throwing away. So yeah, pandemic happens. I'm doing both things. Managing director of this agency here in Toronto and I'm also handmaking these clean, non-toxic candles. And two years into the pandemic, carrying a team of 15 and having a growth goal of 60% year over year really burns me out. So October 2021, I decided to leave my job. And it was a very, very difficult decision because I love the company, believe in what they're doing, love my team members, love my CEO. 
and my clients as well. But I was in a place where I felt a void and I felt burnt out and decided to take some time on to myself and, and really figure out what I wanted to do. And because of that, I've been able to really focus that energy on growing Everly and turning that into a full-time job and company. So here we are today. It's a very long-winded answer. <laughs> no, you're fine. I love the explanation. It absolutely amazes me that from where people start and their motivation is one thing, but also having a sense of a business mindset and what it really takes, learning from other brands is golden. It is something that you need to have experience in before launching your own company. And I think that's beautiful that you're so open to talking about, you know, maybe some of the, you know, the failures, but the lessons really that kind came from the past. I mean, I personally had a couple of failed companies before launching my company now. It just goes from experience saying to yourself, okay, well, yeah. Like you said, I'm going to pick myself back up again and let's give it this another go because something is going to work if I keep at it. And the, it's beautiful that you found and you're like, okay, well, the candle company is really cool, but what you've done with it is really unique. So you specifically have several points that you're hitting to have a sustainable candle company and you know, the non-toxic oils and reusable, uh, not reusable, but packaging that can actually be broken down and not, you know, be stored in landfills for decades and decades. But the thing that I loved learning about when I was doing some research on your company is the paraben free. That is something that I would love for you to just maybe explain a little bit about why that is so important for your candles specifically to be free of. Totally. So it's, uh, it's, I'll tell you the story and how it, how it gets into fragrance, but so far, so let's backtrack and into back into the pandemic. Nobody wants to go back there, but let's go <laughs> there for a second while I'm formulating and making candles out of my house. So just to give more context, my partner actually was the booked us a candle making class during the pandemic because I I'm crafty. And I've always loved candles. And he knew that I was thinking of, he knew that, you know, the candles was were what was selling really well from, from the previous website that I had. So he, so we went on this candle making date and that's where I learned how to make candles. And I was obsessed. And of course I came home and buy, bought all these products, bought all these ingredients to make my own candles at home. And that's how I got started. And so I always knew that the waxes used in conventional candles tend to not be the best. I would say the majority of them have a, a blend that, includes paraffin wax, which is a byproduct of petroleum. So I, that, that's just something nasty that, that isn't the candle industry, unfortunately, that I knew about from the beginning. So from the beginning, I, I knew I wanted to wa- work with soy and coconut wax. So that was for me, okay, I'm creating a clean candle because I'm using non-toxic waxes. And I just bought fragrances anywhere I could find that seemed like something that would smell nice. And I started working with these fragrances at home and with these, you know, waxes and Every time I made a batch of candles at home, I would get a crazy migraine. And I didn't understand why, because my mind, I was already creating these clean candles because I was using a clean wax. And the headaches were so bad that I just thought there was something wrong. So I started doing a little bit of research in the fragrance industry and realized that, you know, through my research, the fragrance industry is unregulated by the FDA. And what that means is that products, including beauty products, 
don't need to disclose what's in their fragrances because they're considered a trade secret. So a lot of the companies that you see, you know, phthalates and parabens have gotten a really bad reputation because as we all know, they're not good for you. So that's almost like the first line of defense that companies put out there to to show that their fragrances are clean. But there's so many other ingredients that could be included in a fragrance that are toxic to us as humans and to our pets and creates polluted environment inside of our home. So I would say parabens and, and phthalates are the first thing that we should look out for and to, that our fragrances don't include that. But there's so many other things that could be included on this. So my recommendation after, so after a lot of research, I was like, okay, well, that can't just be it. So I started working with only essential oils in my candles because I thought that was going to be the highest bar for cleanliness and natural. And I did that only to discover that even when you're working with essential oils, essential oils can sometimes also trigger allergies and you don't get the best cold and hot throw for your candles. Cold and hot throw. You know, Olivia, when you smell a candle and it's not turned on, how you can still get like a smell? Yes. So that's the cold throw. And then the hot throw is when you're actually, when you actually light the candle, that smell that it emits after when it's lit, that's the hot throw. So with essential oils, they're so finicky because they have a low burn point that when you're actually burning them, they don't tend to smell that much. And for me, I wanted to have, you know, I wanted to create a candle that was clean, but also smelled really nice. One of the things that I like the most about candles is the smell and the atmosphere that you can create in your home through that smell. So I knew, so essential oils just weren't going to, really, they weren't getting to that bar that I wanted for our candles. Start doing more research and realized something that I had been very afraid of that I didn't even want to touch for for our product was synthetic fragrances. Because I, like a lot of people out there, thought that synthetic fragrances were awful for you. But after doing research, working with fragrance houses, speaking with chemists and, and people, scientists that understand this world... I learned that there's something called non-toxic synthetic fragrances that are actually made with safer plant-based ingredients. And those are less likely to cause negative effects, even less likely that some, than some essential oils. So they can basically be formulated to be eco-friendly and non-toxic. Non-toxic because you can exclude a bunch of ingredients that would be, could cause allergies or could have like negative health side effects. And what else? And then on the sustainability piece, they're great because you're not using, you know, these plant resources to create these fragrances. You can completely eliminate all that material that's going to be taxing on the environment. Yes. Wow. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm such a fragrance nerd now. (laughs) I love it. I love it when we get a chance to nerd out on what we learn. I had no idea. So when I was reading that on your, when I was reading that on your website, doing some research on your company, I'm like, okay, well, I know parabens are terrible in deodorant to have under your underarm mm-hmm. linked to cancer. And it's been linked to, for the moms out there, trouble with breastfeeding and, and all that stuff. And so with, you know, you're thinking about, you're burning a candle in your home, the air that you're breathing in you could potentially be breathing in those toxins, which inadvertently, you know, you want, you don't even realize the harm you're doing to your body. And it is wild that you would be leaving your candle making kitchen and ha- leaving with migraines because you're inhaling so much of it. You light a candle to decompress and relax. The last thing you want to be leaving with is a headache. That's so incredible. And just honestly, for anybody that's listening, that is just one of the very main reasons why I loved Alejandra's brand is because not only is the sustainability at the forefront, but also taking into consideration your health. Because having tons of household waste is just 
part of life, but having a solution that's contributing to minimizing that is, is incredible. But also when we're thinking about making those purchases from stores, the big department stores or the secondhand department stores, the prices they may be 20 bucks for this massive size candle that will last mm-hmm. you whatever. But really, one of the things that I was so excited to talk to you about is just educating people on the sustainability piece of it. But think about mm-hmm. what you're inhaling. We all know smoking is bad for us at this point, And we all know vaping is bad for us. Those are the givens. But sometimes that what we really need to be focusing on are the things that are advertised to us as health and wellness, pay attention to the labels, pay attention to some of the things, the ingredients that are in it. Because just by talking to fellow female founders, I have discovered that there are so many ingredients that are illegal in other countries that are not illegal in ours. And Mm -hmm. to your point of educating us about the fragrance industry, about it being their quote unquote recipe, and they don't have to disclose what is in them should be a really big red flag for you to be putting it on your body. So that's so fascinating to me. When you were starting your company, knowing that the candle company, candle companies were could potentially be successful, what would you say, you know, moving into now that we're in this new year, what would your what do you say your vision is for Everly moving into this new year in 2023? That's a that's a great question. So just to backtrack really quickly, I appreciate you bringing up the subject of non-toxicity in our products. It's a big pillar for us. We tend to speak more about the sustainability piece online, but I do think one of our biggest values or selling points is the fact that we really care about what's in our products. And the reason why I really cared so much about, about that is because we're actually, my husband and I are also on our pregnancy journey. And I was, I've always cared about what I put on my skin, what I eat, my yoga, my mindfulness. And then one day, and I've always loved candles. So and I look around and I look at my candles and I kind of, again, had an epiphany. I'm like, what are we inhaling? And yeah, so, so finding out even that for myself was, was insane because I've been a candle lover for a really long time. And I won't mention the brands that I used to buy, but I used to have all of these brands all over my house. And when I did my research on those brands specifically, I know not only realized, you know, the fragrance were bad, but also the, the waxes that they were using. So I'm glad that I was, we were able to create a solution that scratches that itch for me and for a lot of people out there looking for cleaner products. And one of our biggest goals of 2023, we're in conversations with, retailers right now. And there's two retailers. I won't mention the names just because knock on wood, but they're, they're essentially like the Sephora's and Ulta's, but of clean beauty in the U S and Canada. And there's two big brands, two big names out there. They have physical stores across Canada and the States and online stores. And we're part of, we're, we're speaking with them to see if we could potentially be in their stores. So for us, I feel like we've done a really great job in 2022 of setting up our online store and our business there and getting that awareness online. And 2023 is the year of those strategic retailer relationships. And those two those two stores that I'm speaking about are, are guiding stars. And they have been our guiding stars since, since the beginning of our product development. These two retailers have very specific ingredients that are banned from their stores. So none of the products and brands that they carry have those ingredients within their product. And that's how we also formulated our products at Everly to ensure that we don't have any of those banned ingredients within our product because we want to be part of their stores. 
we actually, I'll say one of the stores because we actually got accepted into their, it's called their Launchpad program. So it's very similar to an accelerator minus the equity components. So they don't take any equity. And the whole purpose of being part of their Launchpad program is to get us retail ready and hopefully ready for their stores in June. So I'm not sure if you've heard of the detox market. Olivia, have you? Oh, yes, absolutely. Whenever I um, started to, I needed to make some very big adjustments into what I was putting on my face, putting on my body, being surrounded and just educated on what is healthy for for a woman, not just in normal standing, but if it's not healthy for you, you know, during pregnancy, it shouldn't be healthy for you after pregnancy. So, so I um, became very familiar with the clean beauty brands. I became very familiar with stores and locations of where I can find things Mm -hmm. that really amplifies the health side of things. And in most cases, I would have to say, when things are healthier for your body, the owners of these companies are also taking into consideration the impact on the environment as well. I talk about in my line of business, a company's ecosystem a lot on what makes them thrive as a business. And one of the biggest things and one of the biggest factors why I was so attracted to be a customer and admirer of your brand is because of that attention to detail that you are pursuing. And it's not an easy one because, you know, speaking from experience, being in the fashion industry, I know firsthand that the cost of doing things in a more sustainable and in a healthier way is ultimately going to be more challenging margin-wise than doing it in the traditional unsafe, dangerous wet sweatshop factory way. And I think it just goes to show that like ethically having something, a product that you're super, super proud of that not only is going to benefit women and men, but also, you know, these children that we're going to be bringing into this world that they're not inhaling these toxins or using these products that are harmful to their bodies from the get-go. And so I think that that's super admirable and it's super, it's very challenging to actually come with a product that smells great, <laughs> that <laughs> is shelf safe, and also something that unless we're all philanthropists and we also have a business to run totally. and we have to make profits. So mm-hmm. I, I honestly could talk to you for, I feel like so long, you're, when you're <laughs> So interesting. I love your platform. I love the way that you're doing. I love the way that you're scaling your business and congratulations on detox market. And I have an inclination and I'm going to ask you after this about the other companies, because I'm curious if it's going to be the ones that I'm thinking of, but I wanted to know, because we are running closer to time and I'm being a founder myself, schedules are very busy. So I have um, just one last question for you. What would you say to aspiring female founders to help them get over that fear of taking the leap like you did? I think the best advice I can give is one step at a time and focus on, of course, you have to have your big vision, but what are the small steps that you need to take in order to get there? and work at chipping away at those big steps. And I want to give a little bit of, I know we talk about women and women and, and, you know, I have my counterpart in my life, who's my partner. 
who's a man. And he, when I get overwhelmed, he's there on my side, reminding me, focus on the steps. And I think that reminder of focusing on the steps is an important one, because if you are constantly just looking at the future and the big picture, it's super overwhelming. But if you focus on, okay, what can I do today to get me closer to that? You're going to win. And just continuing to get up each morning and do that. You know, and they, there might be some mornings when you wake, wake up and feel overwhelmed. Just what's the most important that day and do that. What's going to move the needle the most? And I think to just get started is it's really just taking that first step, taking that first step, doing the research, speaking to people who maybe have experience in what you're interested in, whatever that is for you, just take that first step. I think that's so beautifully put. Our network is essential. My my partner, he is the, it's such an incredible asset to being that sounding board when I'm having a bad day. I think that when we don't see men, like you were saying before we started recording, we don't see men as the competition. They are our best assets to mm-hmm. help and to be a sounding board partner in general. And I think that's incredible advice is the people who you have in your life make such an impact on what you're able to actually accomplish. Because if you have someone that's just like, oh, that's a terrible idea or, oh, that's a terrible name. And they're just being negative around what your ideas are. That can be very damaging to what you're trying to build. Instead of saying, have you thought about it this way? Or why don't you just take it one step at a time? Like, you know, your partner and your husband says to you, I think that bond, that that beautiful connection is so essential and overlooked so many times. Because I can't tell you how many people in, in my network where they may have wanted to start something, but maybe their partner or their spouse wasn't as supportive and they never ended up pursuing it. So I can't tell you guys enough who's listening to make sure that if you have an amazing idea, that whoever you tell it to, that you're going to be welcomed with a encouraging and also reinforcing platform really to talk to on it. So I think that's that's such incredible advice, truly, and absolutely amazing conversation. I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. And I cannot wait to see your products on on a couple of these sites that I'm thinking that you're going to be on. And um, when this before this episode airs, if you have the green light, I'll totally mention that, that that's something that's going on. And so just quickly share with anyone that's listening where they can find you. And I'll also tag it in this episode, of course. Yeah, hundred percent. So right now you can find us on tryeverly.com, everly, E-V-E-R-L-Y.com. And also on Amazon Canada, We're working on Amazon USA, hopefully by June in the detox market, no promises. And then if we have the green light by the time you air this, Olivia, maybe we can let them in on the little secret for the the extra other one that we're working towards. Amazing. I just think it's so beautiful what you're building on sustainability side of things, on the health side of things, women's health and human health, really. So I think that it's absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for your time. And I would love to have you back on another time for sure. I would love to. I would love to be on and maybe we can talk about supply chain and how we can make more businesses sustainable with that in mind. I appreciate this conversation so much. We'll leave listeners with a little reminder to surround yourself with people who support you and are your biggest cheerleaders. I think that's been 
the biggest thing in my life recently. I have a lot of people that remind me why I got into this journey in the first place and inspire me every day and cheer me on. And I think that's been huge. So thank you so much, Olivia. You're one of those people <laughs> for me. So thank you so much for having me. This was so nice. And it was so nice to get to know you better as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I, I truly appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you.